Mancini showing and going and getting it away to Crawford who steps out. He's over. Goes for the cross kick. McNichol lines it up. Goes to tip it back in field. What a great try that is. Back for Weber. Cruden with a chip through. The chase is on. The try is scored. Welcome back, Nathan Harris. Yes, hello everyone, and welcome to another hit of our Fox Sports Rugby. Podcast. I'm Sean Maloney in at headquarters with Sam Worthington and back from Christchurch is Dave Dennis. Before we get to the Wallabies squad, very quickly, what the hell happened last week over in Crusaderland? Oh, we, us Aussies, us Waratahs just can't adapt to those conditions, I think. Uh, wet, cold, raining, no excuses, but they, uh, they, they definitely played a, a style that we didn't really expect in the sense that we thought it would be a lot tighter in terms of the game, but they threw it around. They scored some great tries, and we, we didn't really adapt. It took us a while, and before you knew it, we were 20 points down. Second half was a lot better, but um, no, we were well beaten over there. You're just saying that you haven't actually played a game in, in the rain and the wet for a couple of years, so that doesn't help. Oh, it doesn't help, but um, you know, they, they obviously adapt to those conditions better, and we, we have a very attacking mindset in the way we want to play, and I think we fell into a bit of bit of kicking to try and get out of our own half. Aimless kicking, gave them the ball back nice and easy and it didn't really uh, didn't really suit the way we play. So, you know, a bit of a change this week in terms of how we play. So hopefully uh, hopefully, we'll get us the result. Can I just say, you're at Moore Park training. Put the damn sprinklers on, man. Get <coughs> tuned up for some of these wet conditions that are coming. It's not going to change in July. That's a it's going to be just as wet a, in July. That's a very, Turn the sprinklers that's on. That's a very northern beaches attitude. Put them on. Mate, half the country's in drought. Put them on. Half the half of Australia, if not more, got of a, the country you've got a is big, in drought. You've we got can't a, be throwing sprinklers on to accommodate our poor handling skills in the he, wet. He's got you there. Kipax Oval, Kipax Lake, where you train, is full to the brim. Empty it onto that field that you train on. Get ready for <laughs> the back ex- end. I'll accept Ramwick Fire Station oh, coming gosh. down with a truck or two. I bet Maybe. you would. That'd be all right. You'd like to be hosed by the firemen at Moore Park. Good, Good for you. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Listen, you've got one week to go uh, before you have a break. Wallabies squad has been announced. We're going to do that first and then come back to Super Rugby at the back end. Michael Checker has announced a 39-man squad. Let's go around the table and give your highlighted player. Where they will start with you. Who are you happy to see in there? Who am I happy to see? I think the, the big news really for Wallabies fans is Sakopi Kepu and James Hall being there. We weren't quite sure on their status where we whether uh, they were going to be available after long seasons. So I think particularly Kepu, who undoubtedly will, will start um, if he's if he turns up in decent shape. Uh, that, that's a massive inclusion against a decent England pack. And uh, James Hall, I think, will be pushing pretty hard for a for a start as well. Yeah, I've probably got two. I think. Firstly, uh, you know, all Wallaby scores you want to see picked guys who deserve to be there, have earned the right to be there. And a guy for me, Dane Helipetti, he's had a fantastic year, uncapped, but has earned the right to be in that squad. Um, played fantastically well in, in a, a team that struggled all year, but he's been superb. So I'm really, really glad that he's in the squad. And obviously, uh, you speak of players coming back, Leroy Houston, a guy I played a lot of junior, junior rugby with, he's gone offshore a couple of years in Bath, um, obviously been playing good rugby over there and comes back. I think he's still uncapped. I think he yep. spent a bit of time in the squad under Eddie in the early days of the young 18-year-old, but still uncapped as well. So what a story that would be if he ended up getting capped in the Test Series. Okay, I'll throw my one in the mix. I love Dane Hallett petty Why not noted Dane Hallett petty I'm a huge fan of DHP. What about DHP? DHP. As opposed to DHL. As opposed Great to DHL. As opposed to BHP. Yeah. DHP. That's going to stick. I'm going to go with Nick Frisby. Man, I hope that guy gets some test rugby because yeah. he has taken some stick at the Reds in the last two years. Had to step in for Quade Cooper at 10 last year. Got pummeled. Hey, didn't, best, best didn't, didn't worry him. 
Yeah. Didn't worry him, and he's such a little live wire. He's always asking questions. Good ball skills, too. Great support player as well, which is what uh, all good nines do. He's sort of covered a great trials, just purely for supporting upfield. I think he uh, more than deserves to be there, and we'll, you know, we'll put pressure on Phipps. He's sniffing. You know, Nick Frisbee is a good sniffer. He's always sniffing around <laughs> the contact nines are good zone. Sniffers, aren't they? All yeah. number nine's good sniffers. Yeah, no, but he's always sniffing around the breakdown area. He's always he's always sniping and sniffing up the park. Runs great, like you say, DD runs great support lines. I'm stoked that Nick Frisbee's in the mix. We all thought it was going to be the three next there at halfback uh, with Sturzaker being the other one, but he was the the big surprise missing out. And Joe Powell out, out of nowhere, out of the clouds. I think he's played 59 minutes of Super Rugby in his career, so that's a, a genuine bolter, isn't it? So, yeah, yeah we well, can expect Phipps to start, Frisbee to come off the bench. I mean, Frisbee might even be putting a bit of heat on to, to start. Who knows? But I'd say he'll start with Phipps and, and Frisbee off the bench and Powell just there for experience at yeah, this stage. In, in regards to unlucky ones, definitely Sturzak, I think, is probably unlucky not to be there. And um, probably look at a guy like maybe Tamani or, or Jones, one of the two locks down in Melbourne, who in terms of their work rate and their effort this year, probably a bit unlucky to not to make that extended squad, which is going to be cut down. But... Um, I think it's a nice balance. A lot of older guys there, senior players, but young guys. And I think, you know, it's there's always a bit of method to his madness in Czech's, uh, Czech's approach. And, and this squad is very much, you know, the priority is to win this test series, I think, against England, but also looking forward to the future. And um, there's a good opportunity for young guys to get blooded. Karevi, um, a number of other guys. Adam Coleman, I'm very happy to yep. see. You didn't just yeah. say him, did you? No, no. No, no, no. I was no. just drifting off looking at his stats this yeah. year. Stats have been good, DD. Most line-out wins, 46. Steals well. Third most runs for the 471 this season. He's durable and he makes plenty of work completed in defence as well. So Adam Coleman in the mix. And I guess just to train with some of these established Wallaby stars must be a big boost for guys like Adam Coleman and uh, little Joey Powell. Yeah, great opportunity. And I think, um, you know, Chick mentioned that they're going to have three full uh, forward packs to go to each other. So in terms of experience and opportunity to really uh, put your foot forward in that camp environment next week in, in the Sunshine Coast, you know, those guys like Coleman going up against the, the older guys like Hallwell, uh, Simmons, those sort of guys, it's going to be a great opportunity for him. And correct me if I'm wrong, he may be... Don't know. I'm sure there's more. It's pretty naive of me. He's from Tasmania. Born and bred. Is he? Yeah. Gonna, is he going to be the first Tasmanian player? No, it wouldn't Ooh. be. First Surely Tasmanian not. player for Australia. Surely not. I think he might be close. I think he's the first Tasmanian born to and play bred super rugby. to play super I know rugby. That. Can we get co- yeah, can right. we get comms? At- that's have you got one. time for that while, while you sit here and have coffees and muffins? Have you got time to That could take that? a while, but that would be a, a good little yarn if we can uh, flesh that one out. That would be a good story, That's a good it? idea. You should, be a, you should be my boss. Yeah. I like how you come like in and start throwing some extra creative work, ideas. Extra work way. for Werther. <laughs> you mentioned the uh, a lot of people roll their eyes when they name these 39-man squads and think, what's the point? That seems like a waste of time. But So three forward packs, you think he'll sort of just have them bashing each other and sort of one forward pack sits on the sidelines and rotate on? I think he's, uh, yeah, that's exactly yeah. what you have, have happening, I think. Um, but I think, as you know, having had time on the check of the Waratahs and what he, he's idea of a strong rugby team is, is all around culture and to build a strong culture you need to have as many people on the same page and even the guys who aren't in the squad who've been in the 60 or so who've done the wallaby after meets and all that they've got a little taste of what's expected of him um, and what he expects to see when you're wearing the wallaby jersey when you're in that environment and I think you know that week next week although they'll get stuck in each other and be nice and physical and hard week they'll also work on other things around you know the culture of the team and, and the mental side and and you know, there's going to be guys who won't play a minute of the test series who are in that 39, but the effects of that will have on the long term. It will plant the seed, what's expected moving forward. And I think, 
you know, if they can accommodate that many guys, why not? Um, yeah. And then obviously they'll cut it down the, the, for the first t- test in Brisbane. It's pretty exciting. I mean, there's there's genuine um, uncertainty as to who's going to run out in that mm. starting 15 in, in a lot of positions. I mean, the wingers, who, who knows who they're going to be? The cent- centres, big question marks. Is he going to play Izzy at 13 where he, he did, Izzy was remarkable um, in the wet against the Crusaders, um, showed his class. So, yeah, just, just so many uh, spots up for grabs at the moment, particularly yeah. in the back line. I think, yeah, I think the only starting... Uh, guarantees is definitely easy. I think he will play him at 15, but we'll wait and see. But he'll be in that starting 15, obviously. And you look at your forwards, Pocock and Hooper will most likely be there to start. Foley, obviously. Um, Foley as well. Obviously, uh, the depth around 10 is a bit of an issue. But then, yeah, there's a lot of, you know, who's he going to put at 12? Um, Again, wingers, big to Kelly, uh, Nairavara, who we didn't mention. Tungelly. So, Tungelly? Tungelly. Tungelly. You should know the Q becomes an NG for Fiji. Yeah, I can speak Tongan, not Fiji. Sorry, mate. Bulavanaka. And, uh... (laughs) Yeah, so there's an opportunity for him to come back on the wing. Um, yeah, and I think that's that's exciting for the, uh, the supporters as well. You see a couple of fresh faces. I think, again, back to Hella Petty, you, I think you might see him in that 23. Who do you have ahead in the push for that utility wing slash fullback spot? DHP or Carmichael Hunt? I, like oh, you go. I think D, DHP. Yeah. You look at the way the English are going to play, a lot of high balls. Has he dropped a high ball this year, Halepetti? Hasn't dropped Absolute a high ball Absolute cyclone since in Perth last week. I saw him drop one. You guys must Did he? No, yeah. he didn't oh, drop it. Someone else. Drop. Someone else. <laughs> is it his brother? Catch. Brother Ross. Ross, Ross, Ross. Roscoe, Roscoe put it down. Yeah. RHP oh, put I, it down. I, I think. Yeah, and I, Carmichael's inclusion strikes me as maybe an option off the bench late in the game. Okay. Bit of footwork. Cover lazy, lazy forwards. Yeah, I, I don't know. I've got a sneaking suspicion that maybe Checker will spring a surprise and use Folau on the centres. And I reckon Carmichael at fullback, he's been playing well. Big match temperament. He's you know done wonders there for Queensland State of Origin. He'd be, he'd be comfortable on the big stage. I, uh, I I wouldn't mind that, having having Carmichael I think at 15. A, a lot of it would be determined around who plays 12 as well. With Larkin being the backs coach, I think they, there's a consistency there if they play Leo Lafano at 12, who is a good option there whether they play Kuran Drain at 13 as well, which is a nice pairing in the centres, the Brumby connection there, and lead Fallout out fullback. Um, obviously, if Flau goes to 13, yeah, there's an opportunity for Carmichael. But and what about the return of Mikey Mike Harris? Mm-hmm. You know, Mikey. He might be getting some Aussie game Mike. time. Yeah, he might we're be back getting some game time. Yeah, he's, he's a handy footballer. I've played a couple utility. of games. Yeah, good utility. Yeah, utility value. Well, speaking of utilities and, and maybe someone who's unlucky missing out, Reese Hodge, you know, another yeah. guy who's down there... That, they're similar, similar footballers in a sense. Mikey's obviously a great goal kicker and got some good skills, but Reese is probably guys a little bit unlucky looking towards the future and missing out there. But uh, yeah, great to see Mikey back. I heard a whisper around the uh, Fox offices just before that um, apparently. Check is considering if uh, if the unthinkable were to happen and Foley went down, that Harris would actually be next in line for number ten. Very safe pair of hands. I'd be, I mean, I'd go with Liliafano myself, but uh, he, does, he doesn't seem to be particularly in favour with uh, with Czech Liliafano for whatever reason. Oh yeah, I'd I'd be putting him there to be honest at yeah. twelve. I think uh, that's really fun. I think he's your first big at twelve. Unless he goes, it's, it's it's in terms of the way they play, it's hard to get. A, if you understand what they're trying to achieve, two ball players traditionally how Checker likes to play. Both sides of the field, you saw it with the Waratahs with Beal and and Foley. If you put Karevi there, who deserves an opportunity at some stage, it, it changes a little bit around how you attack. Particularly if you depending on your thirteen, there's a lot of scenarios that they can they run with. I think. Um, Oh, for me personally, my first choice would be Leo Lafano because it gives you those two ball players with Foley and Leo Lafano. Yeah. Most importantly, guys in form. I guess that's the, the key thing there as yeah. well. Speaking of, now just on this, 
Your Saturday Israel Flowers, probably your first pick, Dave Dennis. Uh, Scobby Kepu, where though you think should go straight back in as well. Now, going back, I want to take you guys back to last year World Cup. We started sharing some secrets from inside the dressing rooms, and you said that Israel Flowers, Scobby oh, Kepu. The best legs in world rugby. <laughs> the most the best, moist. They're, they're moist men. Moist men. They're always moisturizing. Look at that smile right? on Didi's face. They're oh, always, wow. they're always whipping on the moisturizer, right? Now, how many times have you moisturised in the last six months? I've got, got to explain something to you. That's why I had to bring this whole thing up because the copy kept his back in the country. I want to talk moisturising for a moment. Man moisturising, mm. right? Mm. Um, I fell into the... Yeah, dove for my body. Plump. But what happened to me? I fell into the issue. I fell into the issue recently mm. of not realising that body moisturiser shouldn't go on your face. Mm. No, so totally I, different product. So I was slapping it on left totally. and right. It's like peanut butter and Vegemite, mate. They're totally different. I you didn't can't know. do that. I, I didn't, didn't know. I but, didn't know that. But since I've found this stuff called <laughs> Kishul Face Fuel, it's got a hit of menthol <laughs> in it, mm. and I whip it on my on my mug, mm. and I feel a million. Yeah, you I'm look all, it. I'm moist up. I'm all at SPF 15 too. Ooh, just Smart. So what, you know smart. What, I'm what happens when you put the body moisturizer on the face? Your what, face what happens? shines. Yeah, but Shine also it takes you about ten minutes to rub it in. You rub and you, you rub, rub and you rub yeah. and you rub. And you still look like a ghost. Your leg skin isn't the same as your face skin. Cool. I'm surprised you're working in media. You don't know that. Nah, yeah. never knew. Well, there you go. Never. Your bad pauses. No, when you get on the. No, when you get on. Fortunate enough, we're lucky to fly business now and then. I'm not sure. Well, they put you in cattle class to Paris oh, for the sevens, did they? Oh, no, I didn't go. When you get the business, which we're lucky to business. do now and then to South Africa, you get a little. Vanity pack, is that what they're called? Vanity pack, correct. And it's in there, clearly written. You've got a hand moisturizer. Hand and body. Hand and body, is it? Is it it's not hand and face. It's got to be hand. Well, what do you do if it's on your hand? You put on your... <laughs> I'm confused. I think it's hand and face. Listen, and then you have a body. I'm they're happy with totally a, K- a KFC products. refresher towel does me. That's, that's, that's how I get my <laughs> and look. And that's why we're those still <laughs> single. We've got a bit off topic. You Sorry, guys are, you guys are big, uh, big locks. Bring it back. I'd like to know who you guys would pick as your Wallabies locks. Okay, my Ooh, Wallabies good question. locks. Great yeah, question. that is a good question. You know what? Against England, I'd throw in Skelton. I know that he's been in and out of favour at the Towers this year, throw Skelton in and uh, I'd throw right? Sam. I'd throw Sam Carter in. I know Simo's a great line-out call, caller. Yeah, I know he's a I great line-out caller. I don't mind that mix. Yeah, you need to. You need to. Tell me that Sam Carter can't learn line-out calls. No, I think he's calling at the moment for the Rumbies anyway. Correct. So careful. Yeah, I don't mind that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and then you obviously too. probably carry another caller on the bench, maybe someone like Mummy or someone like Dean Mum on the bench, something like that to, to cover that calling role. Maybe. You're happy. Cool. We're all happy. Yeah, but the, again, that's a, that's a there's a, so many spots up. Open, you know, yeah. and I think that's the whole reason behind picking the squad he has. There's no one in that forward pack except for obviously Steve Moore, captain, most likely start at two, but also uh, Pocock and Hooper, probably. But your eight's open, McMahon's sniffing um, around, your six, Fardy's pretty much got a handle on that, but still, you never know with McMahon's form. And then, you know, your, your two front rowers and your second rowers, you know, so it's going to be an interesting week or two. Can I put this to you guys? Just looking at this from a really common sense angle in terms of Leroy Houston returning from the UK. Common sense. Uh, Michael Checker, well, sometimes we use it. Michael yeah. Checker did all the scouting for him. The Reds didn't scout him. It's fair to say that Michael Checker did all the scouting in terms of Leroy Houston. Like what he saw and said, you've got to come back, right? So they've got to fork out to bring the big bopper back, get it all sorted. Reds sign him off the back of that because he's come back for June, right? Mm. Surely he's going to play. Like, surely he's going to st- not start. But isn't he going to be in your first match day twenty three? Yeah, yeah no, well, I wouldn't have thought so. Well, now he's from a layman's way. The most basic angle. Now he's signed with the Reds. I know he's back in the country. Correct. He doesn't have to play to stay. He's going to be here for another two years, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. But yeah, the, you like you know the effort. I, I agree. The effort you go to, correct. Like to think there's a reasoning behind He's it. He's had an eye on him for a long time before yeah. the World Cup last year. Mm. Like and, the and, looks and, of Leroy. and there may be a little bit more to it. Horwell and 
Houston, both been playing the English Premiership. A little yep. bit of inside knowledge. What can you add to our team that we know we can run against the English? That sort of stuff. He's a bit of a mystery man to a lot of fans, Leroy Houston, isn't he? You said you grew up playing with him. What, what sort yeah. of a dude is he? He seems a pretty relaxed character. Yeah, very, very likeable guy. Pretty chilled. He's uh, obviously Kiwi heritage, so he's a bit of a your neck of the woods, mate. Bit of a probably uses the K- bro, probably uses the KFC refresher tell. No, nah, well. he's a funny guy. He's always played. Uh, I've always you know known that he's played the game for the right reasons. He's always having a good laugh, big grin, and and uh, pretty pretty jovial bloke. But um, yeah, I, I think he's from all reports, he's developed his game over the last couple of years. He's a cult figure over yeah. there by the looks yeah, of yeah. it. Yeah. Over yeah. There. So that's yeah. a good good get from the Reds too, as well outside. You know, another two years. If, Obviously, hadn't had the year they've wanted, but they, they've signed him, and, and you know they'll they'll be quite strong next year. Good news. Okay, do you want to slip to Super Rugby because we've got one more round of Super Rugby to run before we break for the June series. And this week there are some crunch games, none bigger than Friday night when the Waratahs host the Chiefs, who are flying at the moment. Dave Dennis, the how chefs. the chefs? How do you guys <laughs> defeat the chefs? Yeah, well, it's uh, a, a massive game for us in terms of the context of the season. We're well aware of that. Um, so we need our best performance we've put out all year. And, uh, you know, fight fire with fire, really. They're not a team that you can be conservative with and just try and hold them out. They're going to score points. They're a good team. Um, and I don't think we can sit on our heels and hope that we get the win. You know, we've got to try and attack them, put them under pressure. And, you know, ideally it would be a very attacking game. They'll attack, we'll attack and see who comes out on top. That's, that's sort of the the mindset. Um, if we go into that conservative approach, which doesn't suit our team around kicking and field position and, and trying to just hold them out, it, you know, we probably won't get the result. So uh, we're, we're really looking to throw everything we've got at them. Um, it's going to be a high-tempo game. Need to make sure our set pieces, you know, better than it was last week in the wet conditions and um, you know, see how we go. But they've got a number of threats across the park and uh, very good team. And you look at that New Zealand conference, you know, Crusaders, Chiefs, Highlanders. Um, it's well reported that we... The Aussie teams haven't done too well against them this year, so really good opportunity to get one up on them tomorrow night and, and go into that test period um, still at the top of the Australian Conference. So it's a massive game for us. Hope it doesn't rain. Hope it doesn't rain. We, have, we haven't had you in since uh, Kirtley's horrible mm. incident. Mate, you, you're pretty close with him. Um, how, how much does that affect the team? Um, it can't be easy just to put that behind you and, and, and box on. No, he's a, he's a, he's a key guy to our, our squad and... Um, very unfortunate way it ended. An injury that you don't really see in rugby, a snap patella. So, uh, and there was nothing in it either. Nothing in it, yeah. You get, do that a thousand times in a go going up for a high ball. But, uh, yeah, he came in today actually for the first time. And, um, yeah, we, we had a good chat. But uh, Rob Horn moves to 12 uh, tomorrow night for his 100th game for the club, which is a, a great achievement. So um, that'll, that'll shore us up in the middle. You, you'll never get that attacking flair and ability that Kirtley brings to the team. That's, that's just how it is. And we've got to, we've got to be good outside of that. So... Uh, yeah, he's a bit flat, but uh, positive is that the Wasps deal that he signed still still active. So they still good, want to good take timing there, pen to paper. Just what the happens time. there? Um, well, you've signed with Exeter for next year. Pray tell, no. pray tell. I'm touching wood, Shawnee. I'm touching wood. Yeah, no. But um, let's say that you fo- you you're at home, you're in the shower, you slip over, you yeah. bust your knee the day before you're due to fly out. Yeah. Do they have insurance in place that they're in to cover themselves in case you can't go? Or yeah, so there's a lot of insurance okay. involved and all that sort of stuff. And gotcha. Kirtley's is similar. So he'll he'll still look to get over there at the back end of the year and uh, four to six months. So four, four months he won't miss a game, six months he might miss the early rounds. Gotcha. That's positive for him. But uh, yeah, he's... He's a tough lot, and you've seen the media around. You know, he's irreplaceable, and that's not not too far from the mark, to be honest. Okay, so Rob Horn, not known for his passing. Does that mean you guys just crash him up, crash him up, then just swing around the corner? 
Uh, actually, you know no, what? Don't no, answer he'll that pass, question. He'll pass. Don't he'll answer pass. the question. No, no. He, don't want you, I don't want this going to the city of the future, the Tron. I don't want them picking up your game plan details <laughs> before you play. No, no, tomorrow there's, night. There's plenty of roles. It'll work. Plenty of ways around it. Izzy's there at 13. Sure. Still. Andrew Kelloway can slip into that ball. Face ball. Role, so. Straight to Izzy. The fire. Face balls to Izzy. And then a skip pass maybe Options, across mate. to the a Dave to Dennis the offload, perhaps. Yeah, that, maybe. Have I done one? I haven't done Potentially. Hey, but... Going back to 2014, your win against them over there was a huge victory because that kind of set you guys on mm. your path to claiming the title. I remember that very well afternoon game. Sun was trying to get through. It was wet. Yeah. And you yeah, guys no, not too dissimilar this there. year. Yeah. yeah, around the whole importance of it. Yeah, I agree. Must win. And you always want to challenge yourself against the best teams. And these guys have been in the market for a long time. And... Uh, they're going to come over you very confident. So it's a, it's a massive game and a must win, yeah. It must be pretty tricky to game plan for them. I mean, they tend to run it from everywhere and they've got Cruden and McKenzie who both ball play. I mean, is it actually worthwhile doing much planning or do you just kind of focus on yourselves? Yeah, that's that's a fair fair comment. We've, we've looked a lot at how we want to play. Um, well aware of their threats. You've got to defend, obviously, the whole field, uh, both sides of the ruck. Like you said, two ball players, even more. They've got guys who can um, play the ball. Their forwards can play the ball. So... Um, we're well aware that we're going to have to defend the whole field, but like yeah, like you said, I don't think you can get too bogged down there. And we've just got to we've got to play well. If we play as well as we can, you know, and they beat us, so be it. Okay, before you guys, Friday afternoon, Hurricanes Highlanders. Geez, that is some way to get the weekend off and running. That is a grand and final rematch. Tails v Chiefs, Kings v Jaguars, uh, Blues v Crusaders <laughs> at Eden Park. Crusaders favourites for that one. Brumbies v Sunwolves. Let's talk margins here. I think the Brumbies are going to absolutely blow them away because the Sunwolves second up. Performances on the road this year have been a little bit sketchy. Yeah, I don't think uh, I think it's a two-horse race. I think uh, it'll be a, a comfortable win for the Brumbies, and they'll be hunting for that bonus point, obviously, in the relevance of the Australian Conference. So they'll be throwing everything at the Sunwolves. They showed a little bit of fight last week, the Sunwolves mm. up in, in Suncorp. But like you said, uh, another week Gee, on the road. Did they play some footy, huh? Down in Canberra. Getting, getting cold. cold. It's getting cold oh. now. Do the, wolves, do the Sunwolves cope cold? Shit, no. What do they do? <laughs> they just grow their coat out, don't they? That's, yeah. when, the moon, that's when the moon dog comes out to Ooh. play. Sundogs, <laughs> four degrees. Sunwolf's not to be confused with a dire wolf from Game of Thrones. I know you don't watch it. No, I don't. I know you don't watch it, but that's a big, gnarly animal. Yeah. Uh, lives Can survive in the most cold and barren parts of the of Canberra. Kingdoms and maybe Canberra. Actually, you know what? Sunwolf's might go right. 13 um, plus Brumbies. I think that should be comfortable. Stormers v Cheetahs. Eh. Bulls v Lions. And now this one is going to be interesting Sunday afternoon because it's going to be sun... Shining down in Melbourne for the Rebels and the Western Force. I'm looking forward to it. I love Sunday afternoon, a four o'clock kickoff. Calling it? Uh, no, Greg Clark will be calling that one. I'll be doing Saturday night. I'll be up off to Caloundra to interview the Wallabies on Sunday, so that should be cool. Busy. Uh, yeah, but Sunday afternoon, Rebels v the Western Force. Now, the Force, it's, it's kind of got a little bit worse for the moment with um, the involvement. Uh, you over there this week. How do you guys see this one? Is this a chance for the Rebels to twist the knife just that little bit more? Yeah, you'd expect them to win. And the force, you do kind of fear the worst, don't you, with uh, Matt Hodgson going down. I mean, he's the heart and, heart and soul of that team, and you just wonder whether the wheels will really fall off now. You you hope that they don't, but you've got some off-field troubles. And the Rebels have been a bit disappointing for mine as well. I mean, we all hope they could push the, the Tars and the Brumbies a bit harder, but they just haven't been quite up to those top teams. They haven't been at the races against teams like the Chiefs and, and, and those guys. So, yeah, I expect uh, a reasonably comfortable Rebels win. I just hope that the force... Uh, uh, play with that, that spirit that, that Hodgson does. Glimmer and, of hope. The only yeah. glimmer of hope, they beat them there last year, last round. Is that right? In the wet. No idea. They the did the force in the wet. Last round of the season last year. They got the force the had nothing to play for Forced and they them. knocked off the Rebels down there. So they forced them. 
they forced them into plenty of areas in the wet. Sometimes, though, well, no, not, I'm not going to say sometimes. More often than not, I'm going to say 85% of the time, these two sides, when they play, the score lines are really tight. Mm. And, and like, on occasions, we get treated to some big buyouts as well. Not big blowouts, but big score lines high, as high well. Games, yeah. Yeah. Which and leads me to think it'll be fun on Sunday. Interesting how players rep mentally as well. I mean, Sturzaker must be devastated, really, to miss out um, on that squad. Guys like him and Reese Hodge. Um, can, they, can they just get over that and then get on with their Super Rugby or not? It'll be yeah, interesting I, to see. Yeah, it's a good opportunity for them to really you know, show, show the selectors that they probably deserve to be there. So uh, I, think, I think the Rebels will get home comfortably. Okay, Rebels home comfortably. Well, I think, yeah. yeah, they might just squeeze past them. All right, now that is Wallabies done. Super Rugby ticked off. Huge weekend coming up for the Australian women's seven side as they look to become the first national side to win a big-time world championship tournament since... The 2009 Australian Women's Sevens team, who I believe won the World Cup in Dubai. I'm going to okay. say yes to that. I believe Nicole Beck was part of that team. It's huge. This huge. side has won three huge. of four legs of the HSBC World Series thus far. One to run in Clermont. And Tim Walsh, their coach, has picked a very good lineup. Fifth or higher, I think they've got to finish. To Sixth take or higher. Sixth or higher, is it? There yeah. you go. Yeah. And uh, we often, we've talked about it a couple of times throughout the podcast, but they're leading the way, aren't they, in the game? And you look at the growth of sevens, men's and women's, um, it's great to see them going so well. And I think if they don't win it, they'll be in the final. So they'll get first or second and they'll win the World Championship. Yeah, I mean, they're going to obviously cruise into sixth or better, so that, that World Series is, is basically sewing up. But they won't be satisfied with that. They'll want to really uh, keep the momentum going, keep the the foot on the throat of uh, opponents and, and, yeah, basically keep everyone sort of mentally down going into to Rio. So, yeah, I think you can expect them to be in the final at least. Like last tournament, yeah, before Rio, so really important meet for them. And it is a seriously, seriously well put together squad. I think I think they win uh, in Clermont this weekend and on they go to that, Rio. That looks like the Rio squad too. It's not far. Yeah, there's can't not, imagine there's too many changes. Not Maybe too one many or two. Tweaks, just one or two sniffing around. Um, and with frisbee, with doing a Nick Frisbee <laughs> styles, just having a little look around and seeing what's going on, and where they go. Uh, before we go, there's our timer saying 25 minutes is on the board. Dave Dennis, a one sentence description from you on Jared Haynes' debut sevens perform. Be careful because there are a lot of people who don't like people who question Jane ha- Jared Haynes' ability at anything. Well, he's One achieved, he's, to describe he's, his he's day tournament. Lot, he's achieved a lot Don't more preface than me. it. I'm talking about okay, the sevens. I'd say, uh, sevens related. You I'd say third, third, third and six. Third and six for the 49ers fumble. <laughs> and it's a touchdown. It's a pick six. Pick but, six. But no, wait, is no, that right? No, no, that's six. a throw, isn't it? No, it's a fumble resulting in a, in a <laughs> so touchdown. So what's that called? It's, well, it's a turnover. They just call it a fumble, turnover, touchdown the other way. You've Coughing s- up six. You've said a whole lot of different things there. Don't yeah. know what's going I on. Yeah, well, I don't know. Who I knows what's going on in American football anyway? I think you kind of got there. Uh, That's sort of what What are you calling it? Um, what, his performance? Well, yeah. Well, probably not up to the scratch of his teammates. But, hey, first tournament, who knows? He's not going to Rio. I can't imagine he'd go to Rio. It's predictably off the pace. I mean, anyone that sort of follows even half-heartedly the game of sevens, like you've never played rugby before, let alone sevens. He had, had no idea what to do at the breakdown, and, and how would he? Like he's exactly. never, never played before. So exactly. The whole thing's Massive. a bit a bit daft, to be honest. If, and to learn an entirely new game and get match fit in six weeks, 150 meters. He ran his total NFL career. They run 200 meters a minute in sevens, apparently. Yeah, they, that's what they, that's the that's the training. Their training so, drills. They look for upwards of 140, um, and they look for. That's 
incredible. Bench between 140 and 190, I believe. Somewhere in that ballpark. Good luck to him, but he's, he's, got, he's, he's got, got a he's world got champion medal around his neck. He's hey. a, he, he was there at the right time. He's, he's got, a, he's he's got, got his, the medal. He might not get the gold medal, the but he's got that. You know? Who knows? Shut World's up. your oyster. Shut hey. up. Okay, anyway. well, we've got to let you go. You've got to go prepare for your game against the Chiefs. Uh, good luck with that against... Well, they're pretty good. Um, good luck Very with that. Good. Okay, good Very luck with that. <laughs> no, you're not saying that. No, but well, I'm, <laughs> that's I'm, our ticket, I'm coming mate. out. That's our to, ticket. I'm coming out no to the game. No one's backing us. That's our I'm ticket. I'm backing you. That's I'm our coming. Ticket. Listen, I'm coming out and I'm cheering. <laughs> the chefs. I'm coming out cheering you against the chefs on Friday night. Thanks, okay? And if you'd like, if you'd like, mm. I will put some money on them, on the Chiefs, to ensure they lose. Okay. Done. That'd be good. Yeah. Okay. Great idea. Yeah. Sling us a fit. You stole us beers, me and Christy, for the, uh, get the, a bus the Nick Cummins get, bit. Get, a, get an Uber over from Manly or a bus. Do they still do bus from Manly? Oh, E70. E70 from Manly to win you. You yeah. jump on with a fellow listener I ran into the other night in Manly. Tim from Freshwater. There you go. A bit of a shout out. Timbo. Tim One of our three listeners Timbo, on mate. the northern beaches. No, the listeners are going through the roof. Our ratings went through the roof with uh, Tiana Pinatani last week. So hopefully you can keep the the levels understandably can you get a portrait shot of dd like you used for tiana last week <laughs> they will go down oh she's a nice looking girl okay and That'll very do talented it. she's a wonderful player we wish her well this weekend okay on behalf of sam worthington dave dennis who's about to leave and get it done against the chiefs it's me sean maloney saying goodbye and we'll catch you all again next week